0: Welcome to the 30-Minute Hour. It's the weekly podcast where we discuss business, sports, politics, and whatever's on our mind. I'm your host, Eric Twiggs, your procrastination prevention partner. I'm also the author of The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. Now, I usually have two co-hosts. The the person you're looking at right now is not one of my co-hosts. She's actually our special guest, but I'm going to delay the introduction because she's going to add a lot of value to this podcast. This is not your everyday podcast, as you'll find out shortly. Uh, But Ted Fells is having some technical difficulties. He'll be joining us uh, here momentarily. Uh, I have my other host Britton Smith, my other co host, Britton Smith. He's the Renaissance man. He's the man who refuses to be pigeonholed. He may be joining us a little later as well. I know he's running around uh, handling things on the political side. But just keep in mind that this is not your everyday podcast, as you're seeing. Uh, you, You can actually, we're starting to do this live now on our Facebook page, on the Facebook Live page. You can also go to the 30minutehour.net, and that's our website. You can get to the library of all of our recent episodes. You you can see the videos. You can download from your favorite podcasting app. Uh, And and just another reminder is last Wednesday at 6 o'clock, we started a new platform. We, we started the 30 minute hour live on lockdown. It was It's our variety show. It, Collegiate was great, let me tell you. <laughs> it's our variety show. We, we, we had five of us and we had a TED's top secret talent. It, it's the place where people can unplug, they can unwind and, and let their hair down. You can actually just scroll through the 30 minute hour page and you'll be able to see that. It's 30-minute hour live on lockdown against every Wednesday at 6 o'clock. I know there's a lot of negativity going on in the news and with the world right now. So this is your escape. This is your release. Join us live on Wednesdays at 6 o'clock. I'm going to go into my rant here. If you follow this podcast, you know that every episode, There's always something that's on my mind. So, Collegiate, don't you want to ask, what's on my mind?
1: What's on your mind? Oh,
0: great (laughs) Great question. Great question. (laughs) I'm so glad you asked me that question. So, I'm going to talk to you just for this moment on the key to living your best life. I know you help people to live their best life, and we'll introduce you and tell everybody how you help them and all that good stuff, but... As you were coming on, preparing to come on, I was was reminded of this study that I saw. It's a recent study. It was done by Columbia, I'm sorry, Cornell University. It's called the Legacy Project. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this professor at Cornell University, he surveyed over 1,200 senior citizens that are living in assisted living communities. Mm -hmm. He asked them to reflect on what the biggest regret of their life was. Cleedra, you may be surprised at what the number one answer was. What? Yeah, see, you're surprised. You're gonna be surprised, I I can tell. Here's the number one answer. So they surveyed uh, all these senior citizens and here's what they found. The, The biggest regret they had, number one by far, was the amount of time that was wasted worrying about the future. Hmm. They look back over their life and Hmm. the biggest thing they regretted was Hmm. the amount of time they wasted worrying about the future. They regretted worrying about worst case scenarios that never became reality. Wow. By far. That was the number one. And I bring that up because over the past few weeks, uh, I've been getting... Having these dialogues with people, and they'll say, so, Eric, you know, what if my health fails? We have this pandemic coming on. What if my health fails? What if the economy gets worse? Uh, what if this pandemic lasts longer than they say it will? You know, we're worried about all these worst case scenarios it's keeping them from moving forward, and, you know, if you think about it right now, we are all isolated from one another right? So, so here's the key. Here is the key to living your best life in this season. Now, this is the part of the show where if you're walking in the kitchen to the living room, you just need to stop. <laughs> you, you need to pay attention. If you're on your treadmill, you, you have to push the pause button because I'm about to share with you the key to living your best life. Here it is. In this season, don't waste your time in isolation by focusing on speculation. Mm. Don't waste your time in isolation focusing on speculation. You have to be intentional. We need to focus on doing the right things right now. Mm. We can't speculate on the future. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So if you want to live your best life, and again, I'm talking to people, and this is a common issue, I'm sure our guest, she can share her insight on this, but it's very important that we're focused on doing the right things right now. And and this really kind of leads to the introduction I'm going to do, and and we're lucky today on the 30-minute hour podcast, because we have an expert in the building, we have an expert. She is going to help us to live our best lives, the best lives we can possibly live. Now, get this. She's an author, speaker, and the CEO of Step Into Freedom. She's been elected as one of the Atlanta's top 10 over 40 for inspiring others to live their best life. In 2019, she was the recipient of the coach of the year for her signature thought tree. She was the coach of the year in 2019. She was an inaugural coach of the Steve Harvey Radical Success Institute where her class was about creating a vision. Her class about creating a vision was taught to men and women around the world. So as a result of working with collegiate her clients they increase their revenue they get in the best shape of their lives they created systems of productivity they reinvent themselves and have a greater sense of fulfillment and satisfaction each day and i need to share this next part she's a proud member of <laughs> alpha kappa alpha sorority incorporated and we happen to be Spring 90 Sands. <laughs> Spring 90 is in the building on the 30-Minute hey. Hour podcast. She's a minister. She's a wife to the love of her life, Bishop Eddie Gross. Please join me in welcoming to the 30-Minute Hour, Cleedra Gross.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Eric. It's great to be here. I appreciate you for having me. And um you know and all the work that you're doing is it's awesome we we need you now more than ever so I appreciate you
0: thank you thank you I mean it's definitely an honor and a privilege to have you on the show and I mean is that something you can relate to where people are putting together these worst case scenarios and what if this happens and what if that happens is that something that you're hearing as well
1: Absolutely. You know, and that's normal. What I want to offer to people is that it's normal for our brain to, you know, when we're surrounded by uncertainty, your mind is just trying to protect you. So we're wired to scan for danger. And that's actually a protective mechanism. So just know that those what ifs are a normal part for your brain. So you look at it, you write it down. That's what I tell my clients, you know, I'm not someone to back down from the from the worst case scenario. I have lived a life where the worst case did happen. Mm. And I'm here to tell you, you can make it if it does. And so, you know, it's learning to own that. That is a possibility, but it hasn't happened now. So you come back to now, like you said, you know, so, so well, it's what's happening now. What can I do right now about the situation? you know, the best thing we can do is stay healthy so that we don't compound the situation.
0: Mm, Stay healthy so we don't compound the situation. You you said you've been through worst case scenario. Tell us about your journey. Like, how did you get to this place where you are now, where you're this great coach for all these people?
1: You know, my journey, this is not the life I planned. And so uh, for me up until uh, my late 30s, I had what I'd call a green light life, where you know uh, I was raised in a Christian home, so raised to believe that if I worked hard and I asked and prayed that the doors would be opened if I knocked. And so you know went to Ant, do- that door opened. You know went to grad school, the doors continued to open. And when I prayed to get married, that door opened. Um, and it wasn't until I prayed to become a mother that you know my life changed. And so the danger in getting everything you pray for is that we can mistakenly believe that we are actually running our lives. Mm. And I think we're all collectively being reminded right now that we're not running our lives. Um and so in that season, well you you want me to keep going with oh, keep going. Okay. Absolutely keep going. So you know at the time when I got married, by the time I um wanted to have children, uh I was what was known as advanced maternal age, AKA an old lady trying to have a baby. Mm. So ended up taking $25,000 out for in vitro. At the time I was in pharmaceutical sales. And I was like, I would do anything to be a mother. I have an amazing mother. She had an amazing mother and she had an amazing mother. So if you're keeping track, I've been blessed to know my great grandmother. so just a long line of incredible women who um, were incredible mothers. So Being a mother um, was everything to me at the time. And so the 25,000 was nothing, but um, the in vitro didn't work. And so shortly after that, I did get pregnant and was so excited and uh, was told there's a 90% chance uh, that, he was okay went to the point of knowing the sex of the baby uh the due date of my son uh and then it was the day after mother's day 2007 i went in for my final um ultrasound uh, sonogram and his heart had stopped mm-hmm. um and totally out of the blue no warning no signs and so i know what it's like to have this expectation of how life will go and to be clipped at the knees And so in that moment, I had a crisis of identity in terms of who God was, um, who I was, um, and facing the very real possibility that I was not going to be a mother. And then 90 90 days after that, my then husband sat me down to tell me he was seeing someone else. Um, A few days after that, my job was dissolved. And so I know what it's like. One of my favorite quotes is by Mike Tyson. I I love boxing. And he (laughs) says, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. And so, you know, we get punched. Yeah. And, you know, and there may be a lot of people who feel punched right now. Yeah. And what I wanna offer to you is that, you know, if you have the right perspective after the punch, it could be an incredible opportunity to redefine everything in your life.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate you sharing that story. I believe uh, Ted Feld, the super CEO, is online with us. Ted, can you? hear us and see
2: us i can i can hear you i'm not able to see you as of as of yet but i can i can hear you
1: okay hey ted
0: i'm
1: great how are you
2: i'm doing okay once my my system starts acting right i think i've i think it may be zoomed out i think i've just (laughs) Zoom, it's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it, so don't take it personal. It's just saying I'm just not going to allow any more go-to meetings, Zoom, webinars, any of that type of stuff. So we'll just have to to do it this way for now, it appears.
1: Well, that's okay. Flexibility is the name of the game, you know?
0: Absolutely. Right. Yeah, it was definitely good to have Ted, the super CEO, on the line with us. Uh, we, we're a team now, now. I feel like we've got this – Three people from Spring 90 on the $30 million (laughs) podcast.
2: All right. Uh, Absolutely. That's a great thing man.
0: But, but no, Cleedra, I really appreciate you sharing your story and being transparent. Uh, If you could go back into your time machine, go back to when you were 19 years old, with the knowledge that you have now, what advice would you give to yourself?
1: You know, the knowledge that I would give to the 19 year old Cleodra, I mean, I'm 49 now, so it's, it's interesting that you would ask me that 30 years ago. Um, I, I would give similar advice that you gave at the top of the show. Just don't worry about tomorrow, do everything today. It's all going to take care of itself. Just really be present. Awesome. You know, be present.
0: Be present.
1: Be present. All right. That's yeah. great
0: advice. <laughs> okay. Be present, everybody. Remember that. You have to yeah. stay in the moment. I mean, that's one of the keys to living your living your best life.
1: Absolutely.
0: So tell us about your coaching practice. Step into freedom. Describe your your ideal client and, and how specifically do you help them?
1: Sure. So my ideal client is a lot like I was in my thirties that I described. You know, she's a top performer and achiever. Uh, Um, You know, a woman who gets things done and the shoulder and the listening ear to all of her friends, the challenge is that she doesn't have an advocate for herself. You know, Mm -hmm. the thing about being a top performer and reaching your goals is that it can be lonely and it can also be something that you get tired of. It can be exhausting. Mm -hmm. And so I created the whole step into freedom program for a community of women who, you know, they do get things done and there's a whole new set of issues that come with women who are top achievers. You know, how to take that hat off when you're home with your husband. And, you know, um, and so how I specifically help them is two ways. So the women who want to reinvent you know, their career path, I have private coaching where I do life and business coaching one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So I have lots of women who are at a point in their life where they have climbed the corporate ladder or they've spent a lot of years as an executive. And they're just like, you know what, I'm ready for something totally new. And so they are developing their own businesses, um, reinventing themselves. You know, Maybe they're empty nesters and they're just ready to start over. So that's in the private coaching. And then I also have a group program, which is awesome because it's for women who they have just left themselves off the list in terms of how they take care of themselves. Their schedules include everyone but them. Um, and so the Freedom Academy is the way, and, and each of these, I talk them, to them every week, is the way I talk to them through, I mean, talk with them about what do they want now? You know, when we were 18, everyone was like, what's your major? And then we don't ask that question. But as women go through seasons of their life, you need to ask yourself, what's my major now? What do I want to major in now? Mm. Yeah.
0: What's my major now? That's a great question. What's my
1: major now? Right. Mm -hmm. We, You know, we spend, I always say we spend like the first half uh, adopting a curriculum that someone outside of us gives us. And we get to a point where it's like, okay, I'm ready to define the curriculum for myself. You know, instead of following this, this path that's the supposed to path. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. And then, so, so you were selected as uh, Atlanta's top 10 over 40 for inspiring others. What, what was that selection process like? How did you get picked for that?
1: You know, that was a total surprise. So someone nominated me. I still don't know to this day. And then it was a vote. It was like popular vote. You put it online and um, the top 10, there was a vote. So I didn't even think I was going to win. At that time, I was new to Atlanta. And um, there was there were some, you know, really popular people. And I thought, man, I'm not going to get in the top 10. And, and I did. And so I was very thankful. I was very thankful.
0: Awesome. Congratulations. Yeah.
1: Thank you. So Thank
0: you. again, for our followers, I mean, Listen to what Kledra has to say. I mean, she's top ten. You know, she's got great advice for you to help you get to that next level. So, Ted, did you want to chime in with a question?
2: Uh, no, no questions uh, at, at this time. What I will say is that's amazing that you were were nominated and and didn't and didn't know. I you know I went out and tried to politic to get to be in some of these things and it didn't happen for me. So you mm-hmm. were you you were able to do it without knowing. So that's great. So That just says a lot about you know, how your peers saw, you know, your the things that you were doing.
1: Thank you. Thank you. You know, I, I believe in giving value every day and, and, you know, providing value. I'm online almost every day of the week, giving value to make our world better. And, you know, I do that without any streams of text just because that's just what I know is my purpose. And so right. I, I do believe there are things that when you give and you're in alignment with why you're here, then you do get some doors open that hustling couldn't open. It's, it's totally grace.
0: Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Excellent. So, so what are some basic steps that our followers can take to live their best life?
1: You know, the first thing is to get clear about what you really want. You know, most of the women that I work with, they have adopted once. And what I mean by that is, you know, depending on their birth order, they were the oldest, they they have been told they're the responsible one. So it's really getting clear in this season of your life, what do you really want? And without the commentary of why you can't have it, or there's too much time, you know, you're too old or there's too much time, you don't have enough time or, you know, the competition with your kids and the money, just none of that was an issue. I want you to really get clear and quiet, which is a great time to find quiet. What do you really want? That's the first thing. And then look at what narrative have you been saying to yourself to stop you? You know, the women I work with, there's only one thing in their way, themselves. There's a story that they keep saying about why now isn't the time or why, you know, it's not possible in this moment. And that's the story. It's just a story. And so once you decide, then it's a matter of getting strong accountability. There are very few people who have the ability to press through their bad habits alone. I mean, I'm a coach and I have a coach. You know, even though I do this for a living, every next level requires a different um, part of you to be born and it requires a different part of you to die. And that's not an easy process. We love hanging on to habits that have expired. That's just human nature. And so that's the other part. I would highly recommend getting into some strong accountability, especially now. This is the perfect time to invest in yourself. You're at home. Um, And I always tell my ladies that, you know, if you can create change now, imagine how, how much stronger you'll be. You know, you get stronger when you lift heavy things. You don't get stronger trying to create change when everything's going perfectly. Okay. My strength came from having to recreate my life when it was hard. I was in yeah. debt, going through a divorce. I, you know, tragic end to a pregnancy, having to relocate, new job, all of those things, and the decision. That I will, that you all can make the same choice. I will use this to be better than ever. Then hmm. you do it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So you talked about weights and lifting weights. And it's interesting because in 2014, you wrote this book, uh, Rewrite Your Story, Eight Weights Weights to Drop to Wake Up to Your Best Life. So yeah. talk about that. What are, are there like, uh, is there top three weights that we need to be focused on or...
1: Yeah. So rewrite your story. When I wrote that in 2014, it was more like rewrite your big time story, but you know, now every day we need to rewrite the story that's going on in our mind. If it's not in alignment with what we want. And so most people thought that was all physical because I lost 70 pounds and I did it very publicly back then um, online, but only one of these um, is physical. The three that I'd like to, I wrote these for your audience. The one is the weight of goodbye. In the book, I talk about how my grandfather, I'm standing with him at at a funeral for one of his sisters, and I'm asking him if he's okay. And he looks at me and he says, Chippy, because that's what he used to call me. He said, if you're going to stay around here a long time, you got to get good at goodbye. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very relevant for where we are now. Life is a series of goodbyes. And if you don't get good at goodbye, and you have a lot of resistance to that, it's going to cause a lot of weight, psychologically and emotionally.
0: So you say get good at goodbye. Like like what are some examples? What are the common things that people need to say goodbye to? That
1: you it's, see. It's it could be goodbye to the fact that you're not um, the, the mom that the kids need in the same capacity. You know where we're they're like who am I now? So you have to say goodbye to that season. It could be goodbye to corporate America. You've been laid off. And so your identity has been as this, as this corporate executive, but you're not able to separate the fact that that season is over. It could be goodbye, unfortunately, to a marriage. I mean, I'm not an advocate of that, you know, but if, you know, your husband says he wants to be with somebody else, that's goodbye. And so um, it's being able to say goodbye to things that you can no longer impact under your control. Right, okay. No, Mm
0: -hmm. that's great advice. And I know you've you've helped several of our followers just by saying that. I know that's a common issue. So describe for, I mean, you're doing a lot. I mean, you're, you're an author, you're a speaker, you're a coach. Yeah. Kind of walk us through, what is your daily, what's your daily schedule? Look like? What time do you wake up? What time do you go to sleep? What do, you, what do you do?
1: What do I do? Okay, so I am a big time time blocker. So I usually the night before, my day starts the, day, the night before. So just like at the end of this day, I will map out tomorrow with my highest priorities. And so I always have three things that are the top priority. I usually get up around four o'clock Um, sometimes four 30, um, you know, and I'll begin with prayer and meditation. Um, and then whatever God leads me to, I'll usually, um, make a post about that. I'll work out, have some water. And then my day is time blocked. Um, I'll take a break to cook dinner for my husband. Um, I have my time block for my clients time block to network, you know, when we used to be able to network in person. And now I'm doing that online. and you know so that's pretty much my day and and you know i'm very intentional about saving the best parts of me for my husband that's something i learned you know being in corporate america i used to just give everything during the day and have nothing left so i make sure that i have some good parts of collegiate left for him as well
0: awesome very good very yeah. good so, so ted uh, can you hear me yes mm-hmm. I yes i can okay so, so as you can see ted once again she didn't wake up at eleven o'clock or anything like that. I know,
2: yeah. I know, man. I know. I'm wait. I'm waiting for that person that says that they wake up. You know, they wrote. They think about getting up about ten. They lay there for another half an hour, get up. You know, have pancakes or whatever, and then kind of get the day going. But I just, I just don't think we're gonna be able to find that person now. Uh, and all these, uh, these get done type of people, man.
1: You may find it, but they're probably not feeling that great. Right. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah.
0: So, wow. So, Clea, so I mean, what do you say? I'm sure you have clients that always say, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time to write a book. I have a dream to do this, but I don't have time. What's your response when they say that?
1: You know, I get that a lot. You're absolutely right. So the first thing I do is I have them do a time inventory. And so a time journal. And, um, that's, you know, similar to the doctor said, write down what you're eating. So I asked them to just write for the week, how they're spending their time. Mm-hmm. And usually by the time they do that for five days, they're like, okay, never mind. <laughs> 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 so <I'm a> big, <laughs> You know, my, my background's chemical engineering. So I'm a big believer in the data. And so I tell my clients, there's math and there's drama. Right now you got some drama around time. So I never argue with the person. I said, okay, so let's just see. Let's be an observer of your your week. And I want you to just write down what you're doing every day for five days. Mm. And that's when we come up with... Oh, I was watching CNN or I was watching Netflix. Oh, I was on scrolling on Facebook or um, they were talking to a girlfriend about how they should be writing the book or they should be working out um, or they were talking about how they shouldn't have just eaten what they ate that makes them feel bad. And so they get to really see their life in the reality instead of the story. Hmm.
0: Okay, that's excellent. So, So tell us about upcoming projects you have.
1: So I'm excited about the Freedom Academy this month because I'm going to be doing extra um, coaching for the ladies. Because during this time, like last week, I talked about being confident in crisis, um, how to stop worrying, um, how to quit quitting. Those are some of the things we've been talking about. This upcoming month, we're going to be talking about redefining, um, you know, AC after crisis. You know, this isn't about longing to go back. This is who do you want to be now. And so the Freedom Academy, if you're a woman who, you know, really wants to get your life together in a whole different way and have some systems, I'm a big believer in systems um, for your personal life, um, because there's so much freedom in systems. People are usually reluctant to it. They're like, Cleodra, but I want spontaneity. I'm like, but you're spontaneously getting nothing done. You're not (laughs) happy about it.
0: (laughs) <laughs> you aren't spontaneously doing anything
1: you're spontaneously right getting nothing first. done you know so let's i judge everything by the results yes. and so you don't have the results you want and so the freedom academy you know it's just cleager.com and you'll see work with Cleager freedom academy i'm actually going to be uh talking tonight at 7 30 with my ladies about you know who you need to be who do you want to step into in this season hmm. you know so yeah, that's an exciting project. It's an ongoing project and um, my private clients are by application only because I'm very careful about the women that I, I, um, you know, accept into that because they have to be ready for me to coach them. You know, I, I don't convince or pull. I meet you at your level of desire. Right. So you got to want it. Awesome. And I'm not going to want it for you. Yeah.
0: So, so where do you, where do you see this going? Like, like what's your ultimate vision? Where, how big do you see this getting as far as what you're doing?
1: You know, my ultimate vision, I've had this on my vision board um, since 10 years ago, is to serve a million women. Um, I want to tithe multiple six figures. And so, you know, that's my ultimate goal. I want my business to retire my husband and for us to be able to pour into the lives of, of young people um, at a whole new level. To really like change the trajectory of, of kids, especially in foster care, mm-hmm. you know I have a passion for that because these 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 um, boys and girls don't have moms, you know, and I don't have a child, and I think we were made for each other, so the ultimate is tremendous impact um, for the lives of people who you know they found themselves like I did at one point, like how did I get here? That was one of the weights, like you know this wasn't the way it was supposed to be. Mm. And I know the heaviness of that, and so my ultimate call, um, and I say this a lot, is is Romans eight twenty eight is to show people that that my life reflects that all things ultimately work together for our good, um, all things, even the most tragic, um, if we can have the right perspective. So that that's what I hope and pray will be my legacy when I take my last breath. That that's what I have left, you know, in this world.
0: Mm. That's awesome. So, Khalidia, are you telling me that even this pandemic is working for our good?
1: Oh, absolutely it is. Absolutely. Hmm. Now, that doesn't mean it is good. Now, don't confuse that with being Pollyanna and positive. You'll never hear me say stay positive. You'll never hear me say stuff like take your lemons and make lemonade. You know, I want to like throw lemons at people who say stuff like that. You know, (laughs) I don't like stuff like that. You know, the truth of the matter is some of this stuff sucks. You know, I'm, I'm not somebody who's going to tell you to do that. What I'm going to say in the pandemic is to be to not make conclusions too soon. And to be open to what it's doing in and through your life. And this is what mm-hmm. I want everyone to know. That no matter what happens, you you are going to make it. You're going to make it. I've I lost a baby, I've lost a marriage, I've lost a job, you know, and I'm not saying look at me, what I'm saying is look at God, mm-hmm. that if you can keep your faith in this, not your positivity, you know, that's popular psychology, that's secular, right. I, I don't believe in that, sometimes you need to cry, sometimes you need to just get mad, that's okay, it's what you do in that, what you don't do is in getting mad in this pandemic, then add a story about how you're not going to make it. That's where you got to pump the bricks.
0: Hmm. So we need to be careful with the stories that we're telling ourselves.
1: Yeah, but also don't try to force positivity. I have cried through this. It is gut-wrenching to see the death ticker tape. And, you know, it is gut-wrenching. So I don't want this to be mistaken as it's working for my good. I should be positive. You, you should feel however you feel. What I want you to be careful with, though, is what you do with the feelings. Mm -hmm. That you don't sabotage yourself and you start eating, drinking, ordering too much from Amazon. You know, all the things we do to numb ourselves when we are hurting or when we feel fear or when we feel uncertainty. So it's allowing yourself to feel bad. And that's actually what I help my clients do proper healing is allowing it to just be and not resisting it but allowing and and then asking what is that teaching me so i hope that explains because i want to differentiate because i'm not those lemon lemonade person people you know right right i'm not i don't believe in that i think that's very damaging and that used to really be painful When I had lost my baby and people would say things like that to me, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like if you, if I was in a car accident, you wouldn't come up to me and say, well, collegiate, you know what? You're going to be able to turn these lemons into lemonade. No, you would stop the bleeding. And so right now, a lot of us are emotionally bleeding, the equivalent of emotionally bleeding. And so what you do initially is you comfort. You don't try to change perspective while they are acutely bleeding.
0: You know, I, I think there needs to be like a class on that as far as what to say, because I think people don't know what to say. So they start giving the cliches and that, that's the, the cliche is the last thing that a person that's grieving wants to hear.
1: The le- and and it, it hurts. And that's part of why I'm passionate about my work It's yeah. what I talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, there, it, sometimes people just need you to say, I know I can imagine that hurts. Not even I know because you don't know. You don't know, but you're not them,
2: (laughs) right? No, that's a that's a that's a great point you're making there because I I think if a if an individual before they 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 issue one of those cliches, if they thought about if I was dealing with that same situation and someone said that to me, you know, how would I how would I feel? Would that really do something for me? And I think some people think twice about the cliches that they use, you know. But I think a lot of times I think people want to. they just feel like they need to say something. And sometimes just you listening or just saying that you're, you're here for that person is really all that person needs versus you trying to just say something that just sounds like, uh, you know, again, a cliche, something, something, just some some fancy word usage that really doesn't do much for the person that's going through whatever that situation is. Yeah, I think
1: right, it's all about and being and right, I... I'm sorry, go ahead. What I was going to say to Ted's point, what I have found is that people want to rush you through it because they are uncomfortable with you feeling the way you feel with them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you, that's how I know as a coach, when I'm dealing with someone who has never processed emotions, they've always suppressed emotions, mm. you know, um, because they are not comfortable around discomfort. Mm-hmm. They want to. They want you're blessed. Well, at least you still have life.
2: Right.
0: Right.
1: You know, they're not comfortable going there with you. Right. They're not. Because they've never gone there in their own lives.
0: Yeah. Okay. well, definitely. mean, we can see how you help people Mm -hmm. to live their best life and overcome some of these barriers. So what's the best way for our followers to connect with you and take advantage of your products and services and the things you offer?
1: Sure, cledra, c l e d r a.com. I'm Cledra on all social media platforms. You know, I do a weekly podcast where I give great tips. Right now, I'm doing on Facebook every morning 8:28 life coaching um segments to remind us all that all things are working together for our good. And so that would be the best way, you know.
0: Okay, fantastic. All right. So so Ted, I was telling Cledra when she, when she first dialed in when I saw her, I just felt this sudden urge to start doing some push-ups and, <laughs> and <sit-ups>. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know she because she, she on the on the spring 90 page she's really inspiring everybody to get back into shape so when you see her it's like oh man I got to get my workout on I gotta get <laughs> I gotta get it together uh, so many, so many of us
1: are turning fifty so yeah <laughs>
2: So I guess those barbecue chips that I'm thinking about after this podcast, I need to push away from those. What you're saying.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? I think all things can be worked in. It's just a matter of you know, not all the time.
2: The cleat jacket. I can kind of see you. I, I just like to talk to some of your friends. They probably be like, "Man, sometimes you know that Cleedra boy." I know what about to eat. I know you're not really going to eat that, are you? You don't want. To <laughs> I never or- do that. Never. Or- Or if if a person tells you, I'm so bored during this, during this time. I mean, you know, I mean, what do you say to that, to that friend that says they're so bored right now?
1: You know, they're a friend. I don't coach my friends. I always ask, now, what do you need from me right now? Do you need me to listen or do you want me to help you with that? I always ask them that. Yeah. Yeah. And usually they're like, I don't need coach Cleaver right now. I just, I just want (laughs) to complain.
2: That's right. That's right.
1: Yeah, because sometimes we do just want to complain. That's just real, okay. you know. That's, That's just right. real. It's not humanly That's possible true. to just always be able to spin it, you know. That's right. That's and you shouldn't. You shouldn't. That's right.
0: <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. So, so we're about to go around the horn, and this is the part of the show where we each give a final thought for our followers to remember. So, Cleandra, what's your Closing thought that you want the good people to remember.
1: You know, I, I, especially in this time, I want people to take some time to really feel their emotions genuinely, but time block it, you know, 30 minutes and feel as miserable as you want to feel. Let your mind do Mm -hmm. all the what ifs. And then the other 23 and a half hours, you go live and live fully. You Mm know, so, that way you manage the emotions that may be coming up during this pandemic instead of letting them manage you, you know. And if you need help with that, you know, or using this time to upgrade the way you respond to challenges, I'd love to see you in the Freedom Academy as well.
0: All right, Mm -hmm. Freedom Academy. So thank you Cleajer for sharing that. So so, so Ted, what what is your uh, closing thought?
2: I just don't know how to follow that. Like, I mean, she's she's given so many just great tips. So All I'm going to say is ditto, ditto to everything that she has said, because I think there was some, a lot of things that are not just uh, helpful and useful for, for, for women, but just for all people. I think that just the, Mm -hmm. the, the, your perspective and the way that you kind of are going about things definitely can, can help out a lot of folks. So, um, continue to doing the great things that you're that you're doing
1: thank you thank you
0: absolutely and and my, my closing thought is one of the things I always say I say this in my book that clarity is the starting point of success mm. and I mean I think you're a classic example of that when when I asked you know hey so wh- where do you see this going I mean you had very specific things yeah. you said you know I'm going to help a million women I'm going to retire my husband you very, very specific. And I, and I think that is critical. Like we said, at the top to live in your best life. When, yeah. when you're very specific about where you want to go, it, it, I think it makes it easy to say no to the things that don't match you know, your vision. When, when you know what your vision is.
1: Excellent point. Absolutely.
0: So so that that's my closing shot. I mean, we, we just really need to get clear. I mean, even in this pandemic season, we need to know because it's going to end at some point. That's why they call it a season. It's, it has to end, right? Yeah. So we need to really be clear, like Cledra, and, and, and know where we're going and, and just really be focused a step at a time. Mm-hmm. So one more time, Cledra, can you please just give the people again your information? I, I can imagine you're going to be getting emails and everything else after this episode. So please let, let people know how they can get, get a hold of you.
1: Sure. My website, Kledra.com. And again, that's C-L-E-D-R-A. Or if you type in Kledra on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, I'm on all of those. Kledra, Gross, you, you know, even just Kledra, you'll find me. You know, I have resources on Amazon. I have books. If you type in Cledra, again, just that one word, Cledra, there isn't another one on there. And you'll see um, my book, Rewrite Your Story. And I also have Becoming a Successful Coach, What I Wish I'd Known Before Investing $90,000. So I invest heavily in my craft. I invest heavily so that I can give from a place of fullness and from the highest value possible. Um, This means a lot to me, you know, the women who trust me to speak into their lives. And so um, I'm thankful that I, I get to be used like this
0: awesome awesome well again Cleja growths we thank you for being our guest on the 30 minute hour podcast spring 90 sands yeah. please, <laughs> please keep doing what you're doing please continue to be an inspiration to us all yeah. well Ted this has been an awesome episode
2: yeah, I'm just sorry I had the technical difficulties, though, man. I feel like I missed out like you guys had a party without me. <laughs> so we're going
1: to have to have Cleo come back on when I can
2: actually be online and be a part sure. of it.
1: Sure. I'd love to. I'd love to. Yeah. Just this let me know. We're all home. Right. <laughs> right.
2: <was>
1: <laughs> and,
0: well, what, um, go ahead. No, that's it. Absolutely. Okay. This is not your everyday podcast. (laughs) Again, we're we're doing this Facebook Live version from now on. Don't forget to check us out on Wednesdays at six o'clock where we're doing the 30-minute hour live on lockdown. This is a variety show going to be five of us we're going to have ted's top secret talent you definitely don't want to miss it hey this thing is so top secret ted won't even tell me who the the talent is i love it it's so
2: it's so it's so top secret that i gotta find the top secret talent
0: that's that's the depth of the secret so you don't want to miss that episode on wednesday in all seriousness, a good opportunity to let your hair down and you're getting all this negative news. This is positive, positive thing. You can be entertaining. So that's our show for this week. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, have a great one.